Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Good morning. My name is Holly and I've recently joined the staff team here at Ivy. I'm married to Ryan and we have two daughters, Henna who's 14 and Hope who's 11. I'm Ivy Kids team leader here and I want to empower children and families so that we all grow together the way God wants us to. And previously, I've worked in a pastoral and welfare role with teenagers in a comprehensive school for 11 to 18 year olds. Today, we're going to see why the word of God is as relevant today as it was in Daniel's day. And we can learn so much from this first chapter. What struck me as I read this passage is that like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah, our young people are living in their own kind of Babylon. They too are being taught a whole other language and literature. They are being trained by another authority and slowly but surely they too are in danger of being stripped of their God-designed identities. In the same way as Daniel and his friends were served food from the king's table, our young people are being served a rich banquet of choices which seek to compromise their beliefs and mould and shape their identities. They are being influenced by a world of social media, Facebook, Instagram, dating apps, gaming apps, Snapchat, where to be frank, there's more snapping than chatting, camera filters to make them look younger, cuter, bigger eyes, smaller noses, darker skin, lighter skin, straighter hair, curlier hair, bluer eyes, longer lashes, skinnier waists and thicker bottoms. Messages coming from every angle that they just aren't good enough, pretty enough, clever enough. Messages which make them question and then choose their sexuality and gender. This false freedom to be who and however you feel on any given day. Netflix, 24-hour McDonald's delivery apps, 24-hour shopping and next day delivery. Not to mention the internet sites which are much darker and much sinister. An instant gratification buffet is being offered to them 24-7 through their phones and tablets, supersized on a diet which may look appealing but is unbiblical, unstable, unsatisfying and ultimately will rob them of the truth of who they are. So what can we do? What can I do? What is our response as parents, grandparents and as the Church of Jesus Christ? Because no matter your age or whether you've got 10 children at home or you live on your own, you, me, we are all living in this culture and we are all influential in how we raise up the children and young people in our church. We are all parents, grandparents, brothers and sisters in Christ. We are role models. We are being influenced and we have influence. We have a responsibility to them and to each other how we react and respond. So what is our personal and collective response to this current Babylon? In his book, Take Heart, Matt Chandler speaks of four ways we can respond to our culture. We can attempt to convert people with our beliefs and values. We can condemn our culture for not sharing them. We can give in and consume the culture we live in, embracing it and risking and compromising our own beliefs. Or, like Daniel, we can have the courage to be brave by faith, to stand on the word of the Lord and trust him with the outcome. That's how Daniel and his friends not only survived in Babylon, they thrived there. They had favour and influence with the king and those in authority and ultimately people turned to God through them. 
Today, if we're going to raise our younger generations to thrive in the culture that they are living in, we must train them like Daniel was trained so that they will then have the same resolve that Daniel had when he faced with the food that would, would defile him so that they too can thrive in their culture and have influence in the places they're planted. I know the challenges my children face today and I know the importance of them being brought up in the Lord so that he is the standard by which they test and measure their lives. What we hear first about anything is the measure by which we'll test and judge everything we hear about that subject thereafter. It's the principle of first mention. What our children hear first themselves about marriage, sex, money, what they learn first will inform their thinking, attitudes and the choices they make. We must be sure that they hear first from us what the Bible says about these things so that the Bible, not the stuff they hear in the playground or read on the internet, the Bible is the authority by which they measure everything in the future. It starts with me and Ryan in our home. It starts then with you in our church. You are all vitally important in the growth of mine and all of our children. I need you, they need you. The generations which come after us, after us need us to be praying and training and teaching and upholding them as they grow in their faith. Your prayers, your support, your wisdom, your encouragement is integral. So let's all pay attention to Daniel and learn from his story how we can prepare a generation to thrive in Babylon. The first thing that was needed is training. From birth, Daniel grew up being trained and taught the Torah, the Holy Scriptures, the ways of the Lord by his parents and grandparents, in his home, on the streets and in his widest community. God commanded in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 5 to 9. It says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Daniel would have grown up being steeped in scripture, daily being taught the ways of the Lord. He would have eaten clean food and drink all of his life and known the importance of honouring God in his dietary choices. Because that's what made him stand out as one of God's people. He grew up with the law of God being his law in his household and in the households of his people. He would have been taught first by his parents, then by his people. He grew up knowing God and worshipping him only. Proverbs 22.6 says this, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Training is intentional, and it starts in the home. This is where the foundations of faith are laid and built to last. Ryan and I will, bring, will continue to bring our children to church every week. As I said, they need you, we need you, but one hour on a Sunday morning is just not enough. It's the priorities, principles and values that our children are raised on by their parents and carers day by day that will equip them.
Please hear me today. Training in the Lord must happen first in the home. We need to make sure that we are intentional, consistent and persistent about teaching them in the faith, reading the word, worshipping, praying and in the power of the Holy Spirit, they will then be equipped and strong and prepared when they find themselves standing at the King's table. Maybe you've been doing this for years in your homes, or maybe like so many, you've come to church to be trained first yourself and so that your children can be trained. That's great, keep coming. But the foundations are built in the home and as parents, you and I have the most influence by our example over our children. Yes, even teenagers who might appear to think that you've suddenly turned into an alien and you don't understand planet Earth anymore. But believe me, teenagers are desperate for their parents' time, investment and approval. You are their number one role model. You're their teacher, their trainer and their champion. You have authority given by God over them. It starts with you and it starts now. And however much we might feel like we've got it wrong, the good news is today we can start again. Our children, our young people need to be trained right now because that Insta buffet is available and waiting to train them too, all served in the tap of a nap. And when the time comes, when they arrive at the table for the first time or whether they've been standing there now and been served this buffet for a while, having been trained and taught by you and by us together and in the power of the Holy Spirit, they too, like Daniel, will be able to stand firm because they will have their own resolve. Daniel was well-trained and well-prepared, but he still had a choice to make. Everyone else in his training corps were having the food that was served from the king's table. All his peers were eating it. It was tempting. It was rich. It was the choicest food. He's found himself in Babylon. He's away from his family and his support network. And he's now found himself with his three mates out from under, under the authority of his parents and the safety of his faith community. He's away from all that. But verse 8 says this, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. Notice, but Daniel himself resolved in his own heart. For Daniel, strong in his faith, strong in his training, strong in his foundations, the decision was already made about his food choices, the line was already drawn and he was not going to cross it. Our children one day we'll have to draw their own line. Some are going off to university now. They're going to have to draw their own line. And they'll have to say this far and no further. They will have to resolve in their own hearts to follow Jesus, to be different, to stand out, to stand strong. Where is that line drawn for the Lord in your family? Where do you go to and no further? Do your children know and understand where and why those lines are drawn. One of my favourite scriptures is from the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 to 15. It says this, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day who you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served, or the gods of the Amorites, or current gods or false gods, if you like, in the, whose land you are living. 
But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We have that scripture in a large frame by the front door. It's a daily reminder to us all when we leave our home, who we serve, who our God is. And when visitors come through the door, it's a sign to them also who we serve and what we stand for. Standing out is so hard, especially for teenagers and those of us who are a bit introvert. Being different for a teenager is one of the hardest things. They want to be like their friends, to have what their friends are having and do what their friends are doing. Being a parent of a teenager is hard too, having to be the bad guy, but actually the good guy. Being the one to say no. I have been in my previous job so many meetings with parents who are with their teenagers when something has gone wrong, when poor decisions have been made, when that buffet that looks so appealing has ended up poisoning them. And every time the parents have said, we weren't aware, we didn't know, or how can we stop them when all their mates are doing it? This is a generation that needs you to pray and show them the best way is God's way. They need you to stand out and say yes to this and no to that. Because when we do, when we choose to live holy lives set apart for Jesus, then the world sees that there is a better way, that our families are thriving in Babylon. And just like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah did, look at verse 15. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. It will be hard at times. We will feel like aliens and we will be the ones to stand out and be ridiculed. But contrary to cultural beliefs, we and our children are not the underdogs. We are the overcomers. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says this, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Let's tell our children this over and over, instill it in them from birth. They are called and set apart and chosen. They are a royalty in the kingdom of Jesus Christ and under his authority and they belong to him. They are called to be light in the darkness and hope for the nations. We are raising a generation of spiritual warriors, world changers. We are raising and training God's royal priesthood right now. And it happens in the home first, but we are all influencing and molding and shaping the next generation. They are watching us. I remember 21 years ago, before I was married and had my own children, standing in um, our friend's dining room at the time. And I watched her six-year-old son sitting at the dining room table with his Bible open. It was near Christmas and it was his turn to light the Advent candle and read the scripture for that day. And him and his sisters would take turns each day to read the scriptures. But this little six-year-old boy at the table, simple scriptures read daily, this daily training of their children. And I saw then the simplicity and the power of training a child in the way he should go. And I thought, Lord, please help me to raise my children like this. Those children are now all church leaders. That little six-year-old boy was Joel Delaney. And you know the power of those, those children now in the kingdom of God. They are training and equipping 
children across the kingdom because they have been well trained and they continue to be well trained. Let's start now. However old or young your children are, it's not too late to teach and train them. If you don't have children or they're grown-ups and have left home, how about prayerfully considering investing your time and your passions into teaching the children of Ivy Church? There is no greater honour than to teach and inspire to train and encourage the children of the Lord. If this is you, please get in touch. We would love to pray with you about this. Parents, maybe today the Lord has stirred something in your spirit. He's definitely stirred mine. And as I stand before you, my church family, I recommit myself and my household to Jesus. If you'd like to join me with this, why don't we stand together? I'm going to say some scriptural scriptures together from the book of Joshua and declare this over our household. So why don't we stand together now? I will say the words in black. And if you would like to join me in recommitting your household before the Lord, you can respond with passion and commitment. The words in red. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served or whether the false gods in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org media.